G'day humans, what's good work? Chris Bundy here again for another edition of Wrestling All Star Weekly Wrestling Rap. But I'm not alone. I am joined by my very special guest at this time. Fruity is Alex. I'm the fucking Twitch king now because <laughs> uh, I debuted on Twitch. So yeah, I, I'm a modern influencer of this day and age. I have now officially become a millennial on Twitch. And yes, give me all the avocados and lattes. <laughs> yes, un- unfortunately, our uh, our tag team record wasn't looking that good, and uh, looks like we might be on dark this week if uh, Tony Khan has anything to do with it. <laughs> oh man, yeah, uh, we did not do very well. But I went back and watched watched it after the fact, and. Some good banter. Great banter. Yeah, I need to sit down and go back and clip that, but my (laughs) PlayStation died again. Oh, get fucked. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, so... uh... All of your data corrupted again? (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. Uh, So, I've been doing that today again, and probably tomorrow again so there goes my three days again (laughs) oh dear yeah well uh tomorrow i make me tax appointment so hopefully tax man will be like you can have so much back because you've been a good boy and uh go get yourself a new pc (laughs) hopefully yes but uh we're not here to talk about twitch or or the tax man or irs as you americans would say (laughs) Uh, yeah it's a big week in wrestling yet again but thankfully not as big as the past few uh alex did you happen to watch battle of the belts free live Uh, i did not watch it live and when i did watch it i watched it in highlight form fuck that show's just dead it's it's just it's just nothing yeah as we'll uh We'll get to soon. So we kicked the week off with uh, Raw. This being the first, I guess, true Raw under this new regime, this new era of WWE. Under the McMahon-Helmsley regime. Yes, remember when that was a thing 10 years ago? The authority? We're going to listen to you. We're going to give you what you want. And, And if I don't like what you like, then... By God, me and my friend Dave are going to stop watching and I'm going to tweet about it. <laughs> well, um, in full transparency, I just watched the newest, the most recent episode of Raw in highlight form and saw the clip at the very end of the show. Spoiler alert, they gave us what we wanted. The return of Dexter Loomis. <laughs> I mean... Somebody's got to paint Triple H's <laughs> painting for the corporate office. Having, <laughs> having Dexter Loomis up on the main roster without Indy Hartwell, you're fucked up, man. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to all that uh, shortly. But I suppose, speaking of Indy, have you been keeping up with NXT 2.0? Fuck no. <laughs> well, I know we didn't mention this last week, but we did touch on it uh, two weeks ago with the uh, Alundra Blaze angle, putting the uh, tag belt into the bin. Yeah. 
Do you did you happen to see how they addressed this the following week? Yeah, they had Alundra Blaze take it out of the bin. <laughs> fair fair call. Me. That that's fine. I'm all right with that. It's it's like, huh? We booked ourselves into a stupid position. How do we fix this? With a wink and a nod to the audience. I don't uh, hate it. I don't hate that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well. Speaking of uh, women's tag ties, I suppose we can talk about the main roster one shortly. But uh, let's talk about Raw. This coming the uh, weekend after SummerSlam. So they are they are hot off the heels of that, coming to us from Houston, Texas. So opening match uh, saw a triple threat number one contendership qualifying match for the WWE United States title that sees... AJ Styles defeat Mustafa Ali and The Miz. Seth Rollins defeats Montez Ford. Following that, Alexa Bliss and Asuka go to a no contest after 2.20. So a short no contest because Bailey, Kodakai, and EO Sky run in to cause the interference. The Sky and Kai connection. I don't hate it. <laughs> uh, following that was the second number one contendership qualifying triple threat match for the WWE United States Championship that saw Chad Gable and Dolph Ziggler lose to Champa. Uh, following that, because of the beatdown, Bianca Belair ran out, made the save on Alexa Bliss and Asuka, said that she'll challenge anyone from that um trio to a match later tonight EO answers it goes 17-15 and wouldn't you know it Alex the four women on the outside can't keep their hands off each other and it ends in a no contest in the centre of the ring <laughs> big surprise uh, following that was the uh, singles match pitting the two United States number one contenders against each other Champa who had Miss in his corner defeats AJ Styles. And your main event that saw WWE, Raw, and SmackDown Unified Tag Team Champions, the Usos defeat the Mysterios in 1550 post-match Judgment Day come down and then Edge comes down and uh, Edge accidentally spears Ray and oh no, how will they get along? <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, the show peaked at uh, Chumper becoming becoming number one contender. And I was yeah. like, you know what? That was a really good way to end Raw. And it's like, coming up next, the Usos versus the Mysterios. And the Mysterios in their big, coloured, coordinated outfits. And I'm like, oh, God. Yep. Um, yeah, show was good. The The women's involvement on the show this week was... Match-wise was meh, but it's building to a bigger thing where it showed, like, Oscar and Alexa Bliss putting their differences aside to sort of be by Bianca's side against this new trio that's come in. Yeah. Uh, Champa getting a hell of a rehab here, going up against uh, AJ Styles, winning uh, number one contendership uh, that would have happened today as we record. I haven't seen yet against uh, Bobby Lashley. 
Uh, other than that, anything else uh, to come out of Raw? I thought it was really good having um, Booker T on commentary, especially for that number one contendership match. They had the um, United States highlight package narrated by JBL talking about how important it is, how far it goes back in its lineage. Yeah. Like, if this is something the new regime's going to do, like acknowledge these titles have a history that goes outside of WWE, like for your US title, hell yeah, do that. You own the majority of this footage. You might as well. Exactly, exactly. And it feels important now. Thank God. Yeah, an important feeling title on on WWE. Who knew? Novel uh, concept. Overall, thumbs up show for me. Uh, just yeah, I watch Raw most of the time on KO because it's like a two hour highlight form. SmackDown's like a ninety minute highlight form that just yeah cuts out all the ads and you can skip through the um recap packages of oh this happened last week oh. Here's a classic moment of The Rock and Mick Foley in This Is Your Life from, like, 25 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, this Raw was a big thumbs up from me as well. Raw is definitely on the upswing, thank God. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's, it's good to uh, see something could change there. Speaking of which, we go to uh, AW Dynamite from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, so our opening contest sees Jay Lethal defeat Orange Cassidy in the post-match. You have Lethal, Satnam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt sort of beat down Cassidy, beat down the best friends, which leads to Mr. Mayhem Wardlow running down to uh, make the save, sort of setting up a match for later in the week. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter defeat... Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. Jamie Hayter here pinning Thunder Rosa, which will lead to a uh, championship match this weekend. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs makes quick work of Ren Jones. Christian Cage defeats Matt Hardy in a match where <laughs> in a match where commentary spent more time talking up the TLC match of about 20 years ago than they did <laughs> what's going on right now. Uh, the tag team dumpster match of the acclaim defeating the gun club, Austin Gunn and Colton Gunn. Um, really good match in my opinion, and I thought this really sort of made the gun club. If you watch back this match, you notice subtle references of um, like I'm not sure which one of the sons it was, but one of them's pulling out um road dogs like shake rail and roll punches. Yeah, that was Austin. Yeah. Um. He was even, like, kind of wearing what Road Dog wore during the New Age Outlaws dumpster match back in the day against Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack. Yeah, and the acclaimed with um sort of very inspired New Age Outlaws gear as well. Uh, Bowen's in the pink with green uh, green imagery on his tights and then uh, Max Caster in the long black trunks with the uh, the white riding or white marking down the pants, uh, pants legs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, awesome. I loved this match. It was great. Um, all four guys are stars now, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's 
hard to think hard to think like uh six months ago where these two teams were and just having them pair together while Bowens was injured and just working together under Billy Gunn and you have now two tag teams who can go who are very heavily inspired from that um those new age outlaws, those attitude era sort of matches. Yeah. Uh, your main event match, which I didn't realize this was announced for this week. I thought this was supposed to be Jericho versus Moxley and Jericho's rematch for the title, but uh, no, it is a number one contendership match where Chris Jericho versus Wheeler Yuta goes twelve thirty three. Good showing by Yuta, but Chris Jericho gets the win. Yeah, this was fine. Um, Jericho, like, in ring, just still doesn't do it for me. He looks a lot better than he did a year ago, but, yeah, it still doesn't get it done for me. Yeah, yeah, that's fair too. Um, Overall, Rampage for me, I said, uh, Dynamite, sorry. Dynamite, I said thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up from me. I don't know if you made time for Impact this past week. Did you at all? No, I didn't. I didn't. Okay, then. Uh, anything else of note other than SmackDown, Rampage, or Battle of the Belts that you want to uh, touch on? I strictly watched AEW and WWE this week. Yeah, it's... I think I think we're both suffering a bit of a pay-per-view burnout and just went, what's the bare minimum we can watch? <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Okay, so uh, Friday Night Smackdown coming to you from Greensville, South Carolina. Reported dark match sees Madcap Moss defeat Ridge Holland, who had Butch and Sheamus in his corner. Kicking things off on TV was Ricochet defeating Happy Corbin. In the post-match here, Pat McAfee pulls out like a little Nerf football, throws it to Ricochet, who sort of just lobs it back to Pat. He doesn't even attempt to throw it from halfway in the ring. Pat yeah. picks up his pen, signs it, and just does a big like um American football throw up into the bleachers of the crowd. It doesn't quite reach the second tier, but for a while it looks like it almost could. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. Speaking of guys who you forgot were signed, the following match is Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ludwig Kaiser with Gunther ringside. Had I swear happened, to God, this match has been happening for the last month. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. But in terms of, a man, five years ago, and you're thinking, who's big over in WXW, Ringkampf? Who's big in New Japan? You know, wouldn't it be cool to see Walter versus Nakamura in a G1 or a 16-carat gold tournament, you know? And now you get this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, shame. Uh, we saw a SmackDown number one women's contender gauntlet match that sees Sonya Deville start off with Aaliyah. She eliminates Aaliyah. Next in is Raquel Rodriguez, who eliminates Sonya, then eliminates Tank Girl Shotzi Blackheart, then eliminates Zyali, then eliminates Natalia Hart, and it comes down to the final competitor, who is Shayna Baszler, 
dear God, I forgot that she has new music. I'm so used to her, like, pre-pandemic music. Yeah, that was and a this good hit, tune. This hit, and I went, who is it? And then <laughs> China's graphic hits, and I go, oh, yeah, she's got new music. Um, China oh, here eliminates Raquel. Uh, the match goes about seven minutes. Um, the last segment of this match goes about seven minutes with the last two women in. Uh, it is the longest portion of the match as well. Uh, it, it was a fine little um, gauntlet match. Good showing here between, uh, like, good showing of strength for Raquel, just sort of running through a lot of this division. Good showing between Basil and Raquel. Also commentary talking up about Liv, and Liv's sort of in denial that uh, she tapped before the free count, mentioning Ronda is, in fact, uh, fine and suspended. Yeah. Uh, following that, we have a tag team match of the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar defeating Jim Malky and Tommy Gibson. Uh, any idea who these two are? Nah, just some locals, I guess. Okay, I wasn't sure if you'd uh, recognised them from anywhere. And your main event televised match was Kofi Kingston defeating Eric with Ivar. So, <laughs> so here's the thing. We're building up the Viking Raiders. We're repackaging, repackaging them as a strong, um, unstoppable tag team. And, you know, you've given them a quick squash match here against two local guys, a minute 30. And then you have Kofi come out and he beats Eric. <laughs> it's not as if... No sense. It's not as if, like, Ivar gets involved and, like, he beats the shit out of Kofi on the outside and the ref has to call for a bell or something like that. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, your main event dark match, um, again, I haven't seen Raw, so I'll be watching that as I edit. Uh, dark match saw the United States champion Bobby Lashley defeat Chumper before their match on Raw. The, that occurred today as we are recording the podcast. Yeah, baffling decision to have Kofi defeat Eric. Um, Ricochet, Corbin, Nakamura, Kaiser feels like this has been going on for way too long. <laughs> Even though Ricochet yeah. and Corbin have just come back to each other, it feels like, no. <laughs> and I know you mentioned this a while ago when they did the draft and they took like everything interesting on SmackDown and moved it on to Raw and just went, Roman, you've basically just got jobbers to, well, not jobbers, like mid-carders to go up against you as this undefeated world champion. There's nothing to sink your teeth into on SmackDown. Well, there was something at the very end of this show. Ooh. Oh, yeah, now I remember because I blocked that from my mind. So we have Roman and the Usos in the ring, you know, they're cutting a promo. Paul's not there, probably because he's still hurt from uh, Brock F-5-ing him through the Well, that's what table. they were saying, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Roman's going on. And then Drew comes out, and Drew's standing by ringside. And then what happens, Alex? Fucking carrying cross, fresh off squashing Davy Boy Smith Jr. at Ric Flair's last match. Um, 
yeah, fucking returns, beats up Drew McIntyre, and then does his whole NXT gimmick of putting the Scarlet, putting the uh, hourglass in the ring and making Roman stare and saying TikTok. Classic cross shit. Um, what do I you guess, think of this? Who am I supposed to cheer for? <laughs> Roman. You're always supposed to cheer for Roman, pal. Am I is Roman the face here? Is Cross the face here? Cross just sneak attacked arguably the biggest baby face on SmackDown. So is Cross the heel? Who fucking knows? Um I think Roman will be able to get a good match out of Cross. <laughs> I, I think so. I think. I'm not positive, but I think he will. Yeah, to me, I seem like Big return on SmackDown, and I'm like, ooh, okay. And it's Karrion Cross and Scarlet, and I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't hate it. At the same time, I'm like, I don't love it, and I don't get why you're having him attack Drew three weeks out from this um Wales Stadium show at the castle. Yeah. I almost wonder if they're going to change the match to Cross versus Drew so Drew can actually get a win in Wales. Then what do you do for Roman? Just have him take the night off. Yeah. That's that's another problem, having unified world champs, because in theory, your world champ should appear on both shows, you know, like, Going yeah, back in, to the NWA territory should be a traveling champ. In theory, he should have like two different feuds going at once. Yeah, well, like that's a, what a raw Rick... contend, a raw contender and a SmackDown contender. But in the end, it's just he's now just kept both titles on SmackDown. Yep. Uh, to me, this just sucked and. In a highlight form, 90 minutes with the commercial breaks cut out, it still sucked. Uh, thumbs down, SmackDown. Yeah, it it was... Um, Not a good week. It, it wasn't a good SmackDown. Um, there are some, like, hope hopeful signs in there, like the pushing of Shayna Baszler. But even then, she's probably just going to lose to live at the pay-per-view. Um, this past week in WWE definitely feels like Triple H has his hands all over it. You got Kai and Sky showing up. You got Champa getting a big push on Raw. Winning two matches on Raw, you got... Fucking Shayna Baszler getting pushed, and you got Karrion Cross returning. This screams Triple H. But yeah. SmackDown was a thumbs in the middle at best. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, from there, did you make time for AW Rampage from Grand Rapids, Michigan? I sure did. Okay. So we kick things off with an interim world title match, interim world title eliminator match, my mistake, sorry, uh, 
that sees John Moxley taking on, and this is the only mention of this pay per view ever on AEW, and then no more. Taking on yep. Mance Warner, who quote won the bunkhouse battle roll on the Ric Flair event last weekend. <laughs> yep. Um. Okay, I don't get why all of a sudden this guy is put in world title contention for this match. I don't get why if this was the plan from the beginning you didn't talk this up um like that match sort of screamed to me possible gcw title contender <laughs> yeah yeah right like no no knock against uh mance warner being sort of a, a hardcore wrestler that he is but that, <laughs> just the, the booking of it and maybe it's the last month of tony's booking has sort of dropped off a little there's but, a lot of illogical things that have been happening lately. And it's just like, why all of a sudden is this random guy getting getting a, a title shot? And no, no. And of course, wouldn't you know it, Mox bleeds. Fuck yep. me. <laughs> oh, God. Every single match. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. Moxley wins. Referee's decision. Again. Don't know why you're doing random referee decision winning here against some random indie guy who somehow gets a world title defense, but Serena Deeb has to tap. Yeah. Um, yeah, ridiculous. I am excited, though. Next week, we, I think it's like this week coming. We got Moxley versus Lionheart, Chris Jericho. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited I'm, to see that because the last time he was Lionheart was One Night Stand 05, I believe. Yeah, yeah, against Lance Storm. Yep. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see. Like, will he come out with his hair be all fluffed up? And <laughs> is he going to be wearing the leather vest with the airbrush on it? Is he going to be chanting, like, come on, baby? And acting all white mate baby faces is walking to the ring. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Uh, following that was Kanosuke Takeshka defeating the Hollywood hunk Ryan Nemeth with Peter Avalon in his corner. And post-match, Peter Avalon tries to get in Takeshka's face and cops a big jumping knee for his effort. Yeah. Uh, Madison Rain defeats Layla Gray with Stokely Hathaway ringside in 8.27. This match was fine, but it went a bit too long for what it needed to be. Yeah. Uh, ending main event, non-title tag team Friday Night Street Fight that sees Swerve in our glory, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland defeat Josh Woods and Tony Nese with Mark Sterling. Really fun street fight match to uh, cap off Rampage. Apparently, it was a blood feud. <laughs> no! Uh, no. According to the commentators, this was like a... Like, oh, yeah, this has been brewing for a while now. This heated feud comes to an end. And I'm like, hang on, when the fuck has Josh Woods been in AEW? <laughs> Josh Woods was there, what, last Rampage, maybe? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe Dynamite, I... to give him credit, 12 days? 
I am very off and on with rampages, so I may have missed him here and there. Oh my god. Hang on. Uh, better. No, no. He made his debut when he laid out Keith Lee, which was last week. So Yeah, yeah. all right. All right. I'd... Oh, now my dog's going. <laughs> okay, it's fine. Uh, yeah. It, it was it was fine. Uh, I suppose we should mention on uh, Dynamite that Taz said Team Taz is officially over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, big surprise. I mean, I thought something could have continued on with um, Taz maybe mentoring um, Young Hook or something, but uh, maybe not. No. No. Uh, um... I think it's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, I guess it's fine. Yeah. Uh, for me, thumb sideways for a rampage. Yeah, I agree. It's completely missable television every week. Big, bigger change in the last six months, isn't it? Oh, man. Uh, I was just I looking over that... our uh, best of awards from last year. Yeah. <laughs> we both gave Rampage our best show. I mean, it was only an hour, and they actually cared about it at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, speaking of things that they used to care about that are only an hour, Battle of the Belts free. Did you make time? When did they ever care about this? That's my true question. Uh... <laughs> when TNT said, here's more money? Yeah, yeah, my God, like, sure, you put on some, you put on some decent, like, bell-to-bell matches, but who gives a fuck? I mean, this is the month without a pay-per-view. You could have built up a big Jade Cargill title defense. You could have built up a big Wardlow title defense. And Jericho yes, versus Mox should have yeah. happened on this. Yes, make it feel important because like Alex will know this more so than me but back in the day your your champs wouldn't defend that much on TV other than of course your TV champ yeah you'd have uh, what WCW maybe Jim Crocker promotions introduced was Clash of the Champions as uh, a championship show yeah and even then like Yes, you got some big-name matches on Clash of the Champions, but it was never like, oh, Ric Flair versus Sting, yeah, that happened, but you you got a time limit draw. It was just to extend it to the next big pay-per-view. And that's all this could have been. Like, you do Mox versus Jericho, have a fucky finish to set up to, like, oh, Mox versus Jericho in a bullshit gimmick match or something. Yeah. But at least you're putting, like, some fucking star power on these shows, because, like, name a fucking memorable Battle of the Belts match. That's what I'm just looking through now. Um, I mean, let's see. No, no, no. I'm looking now at Battle of the Belts 2. <laughs> Uh, oh, no, no, 
No. No. I mean, that Guevara Sky one's rememberable just because I said it's fucking stupid. They're flip-flopping the title. Yeah. yeah this so that, one... So I mean... This was three, and yeah. There was one memorable match on uh, this one, in my opinion, but... Um, Can you scroll we'll back up to the first one? So the first one saw Sammy Guevara defeat Dustin Rhodes by pinfall to determine the interim AEW TNT oh, Championship. Right. Match two was Ricky Starks with Hobbs defeats Matt Seidel to retain the FTW Championship. Main event was Britt Baker, the champion, defeats Rio by submission to retain the AEW Women's Championship. Bell the right. Belts two saw Guevara defeat Scorpio Sky to become TNT champion. So that's two Bell the Belts where he's been involved in a uh, where he won the TNT title. So maybe it's a good thing the uh, TNT title wasn't on this show this time. It Uh, was, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. We'll get there in a moment. Uh, Gresham. Uh, Remember this guy? Jonathan Gresham, Ring of Honor champion. (laughs) Defeats (laughs) Dalton Castle to retain. And Thunder Rosa, the women's champ, defeated Nyla Rose to retain the AW Women's World Championship. Uh, So, yes, this is the third edition. The first one, January 8th. The second one, August 16, and we are here. Uh, sorry, April 16, the second one. The third one, August 6. As I go back across, uh, kicking things off, AEW TNT Championship match. Yes, Alex is correct. That sees Wardlow, the champion, defeat Jay Lethal, who had Sat Nam Singh and Sanjay Dutt ringside in 721. I thought a fine matchup, you know, bell to bell, Lethal being the smaller man trying to. Uh, Wear down Wardlow, trying to um, escape the power bombs, trying to counter in the submissions was good. Uh, and then you have the big post-match beatdown, lethal posing with the title, Sanjay Dutt sort of getting in um, Wardlow's face as he's laid out on the mat. Yeah, yeah, it was what it needed to be. I mean, I wouldn't mind a rematch, but uh, I don't know how you do a rematch after that finish. No, no, I, th- I think we're going to get Wardlow powerbombing Satnam Singh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as he tried to do in the uh, post-match before Lethal chopped out his legs and then the three men sort of jumped all over Wardlow. Yeah. Uh, following that was the AEW Women's World Championship match that sees Jamie Hayter, the challenger, accompanied by Britt Baker and Rebel, taking on Thunder Rosa, who's accompanied by Tony Storm. Can we just talk about uh, Tony's music in AEW for a moment? Yeah. Are you a fan um, of it? it sounds very Judas Priest. So you're more the musical guy than I am. Are you a fan? It's all right. It's, it's very like, hey, I need some royalty-free, like, 80s hair metal music. Yeah, it's like yeah. super generic, like hair metal, but yeah, it's it's fine. It's I couldn't tell tell you off the top of my head how it goes, so I guess it's not that good. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so this match here goes eleven thirty one. Uh, whilst the seconds sort of get involved 
it's mostly just with themselves on the outside, like Tony goes after Brit, Brit goes after Tony, that sort of thing. Uh, goes, yeah, 11.31, Thunder Rosa here defeats Jamie Hayter. Um, yeah. So Thunder Rosa uh, pins Jamie, one, two, three, and sort of uh, after the bell's called for, you can see Jamie sort of springs out at four in the replay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I like that um, they did this thing where Jamie sort of pinned Thunder Rosa and it built up to, oh, okay, you get a title match. But but them doing it on like three, four days' notice was not good on their end. No. Main event here, Claudio Castanoli, your Ring of Honor world champion, uh, is defending against Konosuke Takeshka. Um, the commentary team talks up a lot of uh, this is Takeshka's excursion, even though he's been in pro wrestling something like seven years. I think they said he's um, still what they consider uh, a younger wrestler and that. So what do you think of this match here? I thought it was a phenomenal match. It's just how often, like week after week, I keep saying, like, Takeshita's such a white me baby face and he keeps getting booked against other baby faces. That's true too, yeah. He he needs uh, something to uh, to change that. Uh, I just checked nine years' experience. Yeah, is... 2012. Hang on, how old? 27, shit. Is, 27, is, yeah. He's very fucking good. He's amazing. He's incredible. Um, Just missing something. He he needs, like, a dastardly heel to get some heat on him or something. Uh, I don't know. It's missing something, his act in AEW. Put him up against uh, Miro? Like, fucking... Andrade? Andrade, um, Jericho. Yeah. Jericho, like, a Jay Lethal would be great. Ooh, there's a good one, yeah. Yeah, like a Jay Lethal would be great. You could get some heat. You could fucking give Sanjay Dutt a match against him. You, you can have Takesh to actually get over, because I feel like every time I watch him wrestle, he's just losing to another babyface. Yeah, and that that's another good point too. He had that that world championship interim match against Moxley uh, yeah, a few he, weeks he ago a, on Dynamite. Just before Hangman and Punk, he had a match against Hangman. So he whilst whilst he's a, a good talent and AEW is doing a much better job with their their young lines on excursion than TNA ever did. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, though. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Shit. That's a discussion for another day. But um, yeah. Takeshka, if managed right, could be a fucking amazing talent. He just needs that one thing, and I yeah. don't know. I I don't if, even know what it is, but he's missing something. I think you're right. He just needs that one sort of rivalry to just make him. He just needs somebody who's on the the other side of the locker room, who who's a heel, be it if they have a mouthpiece or if they talk themselves, if they've got a team or they're a singles wrestler. He just needs somebody just to go up against where he can 
do more than just put on one good match and then move over to dark for a month and then come back. Yeah, like if he was available right now, and I know he'd be willing to help put Takeshita over just because Takeshita's from DDT. If heel Kenny Omega was available right now, he could make this kid a megastar. I don't think Kenny's going to come back until after the uh, the old trio belts are introduced. Yeah, after the Hun Bucks win it. Yeah, well, I don't think it's going to be uh, the Red Dragon and uh, Adam Cole because isn't two-thirds of them injured? Yeah, but then again, they just beat down the Young Bucks on Dynamite, so it seems like they're yeah. setting up something. We saw that this year as well where somebody got beaten down on um, AEW. Like, well, they can't be injured if they're doing this. It might have even been Cole or Joe. And then yeah, I think like, it was Cole. And then we're like, no, surely they're cleared. And then the next week, it's like, from um, post wrestling or um, observer. Oh no, they got a serious injury. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Um. So yeah, bell the belts. For me, thumbs down. It was a, it was a fine TV match for Wardlow. It was a fine TV match for Thunder Rosa. It was a it was really a... good TV match in the main event. Like Claudio oh, and Tester yeah. was fucking incredible. But that, who that gives a to shit? Me, that to me, out of the um the nine matches I think we've had so far in Battle of the Belts, you're a, that is the only one to me that comes to mind that I go, you know what? That feels pay per view pay per view worthy, not main event pay per view. But you know, this is sort of supposed to be like a, a special event and that, and you've had nine matches and you've only had one feel like it. Yeah, and even on paper, though, it doesn't seem like it would be a pay-per-view-worthy match. Oh, no, on... if you came back to this two, three years later and you're just reading through, oh, how did that first year of Battle of the Belts go? You'd probably read this off and go, oh, that guy? Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to be looking back in two, three years' time and looking back and being like, oh, my God, can you believe that guy had a match with Claudio? Like, look at how big of a star he is now. Honestly, I think I think he's going to be running Japan soon. I think if his contract with DDT runs out, I think New Japan's going to swoop him up and make him a megastar. Yeah. Uh, so, Battle of the Belts 4 has been announced October 7th. It'll be taped in Washington, D.C. Uh, that is, I believe, the week after they debut in Toronto for their first international shows. But uh, it's good to see AEW finally getting uh, international after all this time. Maybe one day they'll uh, get over to the UK, meet back up with Puck, do something with him again. Yeah, uh, sorry, I just had to get these dogs to shut up. But yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, anything uh, else to add on, Alex? I realise it's a bit of a, a shorter edition this week. Uh, Alex is very, very busy with working and uh, I'm very busy trying to recover my PlayStation again. <laughs> Dude, it's, yeah, I feel so bad for you. 
You keep getting screwed over with this PlayStation thing. Uh, it's all right. Twitch is two steps forward and one step back at the moment, you know? So <laughs> one day I'll have the PC and I won't have to worry about any of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, goodness. Uh, yeah, so uh, I suppose that's it for this week. Uh, what's been going on over on Smack It Down and where could the good humans find that? Uh, yeah, you can find that at Sid underscore pod on Twitter. Um, just search up Smack It Down podcast wherever you get your podcast. And you can find me at Fruity is Alex on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at WrestleOzStyle with an AUS. And search us up on Facebook, Wrestling Style. You can find Chris at... At I'm Chris Funder on Twitter. Come talk to me about wrestling things. Or you can come... Watch me game a few nights a week on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Chris Funder. Full disclosure, this week's probably all just going to be stray because that's the only thing i got on there at the moment, and I want to try to finish that game first. <laughs> right, okay, so no more Undertaker on the Volgas. No, not for, not for a little bit. <laughs> but if you want to hear us talk about the Undertaker in the Wrestling All-Star Archives, you can for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, tune in and using the RSS feed, found the show notes below for your podcast of choice, including Apple. I suppose there's nothing left to say, but good day and we'll speak to you next time. Undertaker was hoping to have another round of Hexagon. Goodness. Michelle, someone stole my candy. <laughs> <laughs>